Welcome everyone to the Marketer's Key Podcast. This is season two and I'm so, so, so excited to get this ball rolling because I have a lineup of amazing entrepreneurs, amazing people with big brands, amazing people who are doing pretty well in sales. And we will continue talking about branding, marketing, sales, and much more. But there's a special announcement I want to make. Mahood is going to be the co-host of this podcast for all of season two and for the episodes and seasons to come. And if you guys don't know him, he's actually the founder of Genius and Everpedia. It was amazing to have him on the very first episode of the second season of the Marketers Key podcast. But we happen to get a deal together and have him as a co-host. And I'm really excited for the future episodes to come. But thank you again. Welcome to season two and let's tune in. Welcome, everyone, to the second season of the Marketer's Key podcast. I'm so sorry that I didn't do any uploads recently. I was busy trying to scale my marketing agency. But today, I have a really special guest. And this is the second take, actually. So the first take was deleted. But he was so interested to be on the podcast again. And we just actually discussed he will be an official co-host of the Marketers Key podcast. So I'm gladly and excited to introduce you to Mahud Mahudan. Yo, what's up, Jason? Yeah, let's do it, do it again. Yes. Again and again. This, this, the information we just talked about, the first take, we didn't want to miss out, so we just decided to redo it again today. And it will be uploaded today as well, November 2nd, 2019. So, Mahud, Madam, thank you for being on my podcast, or actually now our podcast, since you're going to be the co-host on the future podcast. So, for those that don't know much about you, um, just give us a highlight and just more information on like who you are, what you do, and we'll continue the podcast. I am an internet guy. So, uh, I'm not technical. I actually went to law school. Mm-hmm. And I practiced law for a year, but uh, it was during the recession. Mm. So that's when uh, my friend Tom and I started Rap Genius. He kind of built built uh, Rap Genius overnight, and it, it was kind of like an art project for us. We were just trying to have fun. Didn't really know where we, where we were going to go with it, but uh, we decided to apply to Y Combinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was actually Tom's idea, and and we got rejected the first time we applied, but we applied again, and that's uh, what kind of got we got we got some celebrity investors, Nas invested, um, and you know Genius now is in my opinion the second best app on the whole internet. Wow, you and guys really. I, I left. In 2014, and then I started Everpedia, which is my mm-hmm. second company. That's like the better version of, of Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So, with Rap Genius, 
especially when you're building a brand, especially in the hip hop industry, hip hop artists, they get so many DMs every day. Everybody's trying to sell them a certain product or everybody's supposedly trying to do the best for them. And artists now understand that if they really want something to work out, they got to do it most of the time on their own. So how exactly did you reach out to artists? Or did you like reach out to big artists in the beginning, although the brand wasn't big yet? Or like, what was your branding strategy and your outreach strategies to artists? So it's fun. So, uh, I could take credit out of out of the genius founders. I think I deserve the most credit for pushing us towards the verified direction, mm-hmm. which is the way that the app is blown up. Now the main the main feature of the app is rappers themselves coming on verified on the YouTube channel and talking about their lyrics. Uh, I was pushing hard for it, but it actually wasn't my idea. The, it was the, the person who came up with this was uh, Mike G. Mike G is one of the rappers from Odd Future Wolf Gang, the same crew as uh, Tyler the Creator, Earl Sweatshirt. And Mike G is kind of like the intellectual figure. He's like the connoisseur figure of that, of that crew. So he got um, a, he made like a troll account on Rap Genius mm-hmm. and started annotating his own lyrics. And I just saw it like his the email was like mikeg at gmail.com. So I told Tom, I'm like, wait, I think this is really him. And he's like, you're crazy, you're crazy. So I emailed him back. He invited me to the Odd Future House. At the time, Odd Future had a house in Marina Del Rey. And like everyone was there. Uh, I actually had him record a, a one minute freestyle that we were going to debut on Genius, but then he told me to delete it because he said that it was too shitty. <laughs> uh, but that, that's kind of what gave us the idea. We're like, hey, it's cool for the fans to break down the lyrics, but it's even cooler for the artists to do it themselves. Mm. Uh, what actually made us build the product, like design the check marks and all that stuff, was when Nas invested. Nas hit us up and said, like, yo, I, I love your site. I want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. So he was the... Mike G is the one who came up with it, but like the person who officially was debuted as the first verified artist was Nas. And then we we also had Eminem as an investor uh, later on. Eminem invested about a year and a half ago. But the crazy thing is, uh, Eminem, it's the only app he's ever used in his life. He's never used Instagram or Twitter or anything, but the reason he invested is uh, he would use Genius therapeutically. It really gave him a, a sense of peace of mind to go see what his fans are saying. So then after he invested, he went crazy. He broke down all of his songs. Eminem actually has one of the highest IQs of any user on the site. Wow. IQ, those are the points you get for breaking stuff down. Wow. So for those that are building brands, artists that are building brands, obviously it's different for every company, but what's your biggest advice that you'd give to them? So it, Instagram is the king of everything. Like right now, I have news for you. Like Twitter is going down the drain. Their traffic uh, has got, their traffic has basically gotten cut in half in the past mm-hmm. few months. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to Instagram. No rapper is 
use Twitter anymore. All the rappers use Instagram. And rappers are who made Twitter big in the first place. Um, so that's where everything is at. Like, like what you said about genius. Like genius, you can brag about so many statistics. We get like 60 million monthly uniques. We have millions of followers on the YouTube channel. But our most impressive thing is we have four and a half million followers on Instagram. Right. The same number that famous rappers have. And uh, one, one thing I'm pushing for Everpedia to do is I want Everpedia to start sharing everything on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of tricky to do it because Instagram doesn't let you put links. You have to do the link in bio thing. Mm -hmm. But there's a site, I actually got in recognized I, I got introduced to it through Vlad TV. Vlad TV uses on their Instagram something called LinkedInProfile.com, which basically lets you lets people go to something that has links for all of your Instagram posts. So that is my main advice: is to to get heavy on Instagram. And then I'll, I'll, obviously, I'm going to be biased. I think. Uh, using my products is a big part of it too. Like I'm, I'm friends with E40. We've, we've been uh, uh, friends. Yeah, you know, I, I used to edit his lyrics for him on Rap Genius back in the day. He would hit me up whenever he saw something that was incorrect. Mm -hmm. But we had a call about a week ago, and he just launched his own wine. It's called Earl Stevens Wine. So we made the Everpedia for his wine label, and he retweeted it. it actually got a lot of traffic, it did pretty well. And I think that's pretty cool. Like, you know, if E40 has a Wikipedia page. Uh -huh. If E40 tries to make a Wikipedia page for his wine, they're either gonna delete it or they're gonna reroute it to his page. They're just gonna make it a subsection on E40's page about his wine. But this way, we have an Everpedia page that's straight up about his wine. It just makes more sense. And it gives right. you all, it tells you what's in it, it tells you where it comes from, it tells you what inspired him to do it. So I think that's a lot more valuable. It's kind of the reason why uh, Everpedia needs to exist. Wow. And it's, but we also, I remember in our last take too, you talked about how Everpedia is much more better than Wikipedia. Why? Because Wikipedia, they're selective, like really selective in the most biased way possible. Like you said, um, most of the engineers are white and they're predominantly white and they weren't accepting rappers especially before genius came out they weren't accepting rappers to be on the platform and you also told me too that 95 percent of wikipedia's content that's put up on there so i'm assuming the audience or the users that put put the content on the site 95 percent of the content is deleted so do you know exactly why they do that and how is Everpedia going to be different? It's a crazy, so, so Wikipedia has had a big, big deba debate. The, the two sides of the debate are called the deletionists versus the inclusionists. Mm -hmm. The deletionists say you have to delete something unless it's going to be accurate and regularly updated. But then there's no rhyme or reason. There's no rubric to it. So they kind of just decide on their own what is notable and what's not. And like, surprise, surprise, your skin color has a lot to do with whether you're considered notable. That's why I think rappers were having a hard time 
getting uh, pages mm. because a lot of them are people of color and the rappers would be like, you know, this person's not important enough. The, the most popular page in Everpedia history is Cardi B. It has mm. over a million views and it's because we made her page about three years before she had a Wikipedia page. And people were Googling all the time. They would Google search Cardi B Wiki and that would take you to her Everpedia. Mm. That's the main way we get traffic. We get traffic from people Google searching the word wiki. Genius got all the traffic from the people Google searching the word lyrics. Everpedia gets all the traffic from people Google searching the word wiki. And you'd think that that word always goes to Wikipedia, but most of the time when you Google wiki, Wikipedia is not what comes up just because they don't have enough pages. Mm. Is this site Famous Birthdays? Famous Birthdays is basically just trying to be like the shitty Wikipedia. Mm. They make uh, pages for people who are celebrities, but like not that famous, like social media influencers and stuff. Mm. And then when people Google search the person's name with Wiki, Famous Birthdays wins. Okay. The, the funny thing is, it's not even a Wiki. Like Wiki means that anyone can edit it. Like Genius is a Wiki, Everpedia is a Wiki. Famous Birthdays, they just have a staff writes the pages so they're like straight up misusing the word and they're not the only ones like another example is imdb imdb i think it was like basically jank jank wikipedia crunchbase is the jank startup wikipedia uh even linkedin if you think about it linkedin is basically the place people go to to make a shitty wikipedia for themselves Right, and they they create their own cloud tokens. They could say whatever they want. They could say, oh, I sold, like a lot of people said, I sold $5 million of Shopify products or something like that. I'm a, a business marketing consultant, or I'm this, I'm that. But there's nothing really to back it up. And that's the funny thing about it. So yeah, Everpedia, like no one can edit it, right? It's just you guys. No, anyone anyone can edit it. But what what we're trying to build, no one's built this yet. So we started out just trying to make a better version of Wikipedia. But then the way that we got our investment money, we raised two years ago we raised thirty million dollars and we got the money to basically make Everpedia the cryptocurrency version of Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. What that means is A uh, you get cryptocurrency for making pages. Our cryptocurrency is called IQ. So it's like genius, you get IQ points, but they're not worth anything. On Arapedia, you get IQ points, and they're actually tokens. They're worth money. Mm. And then also, the IQ is for governance. Like on Wikipedia, if people want to delete a page or if they want to edit a page, there's just these random guys who don't answer to anyone, and they make the decisions. And they're, you know, they're racist, they're sexist, they're everything that on Everpedia, we have the token economy. So like the, the tokens are basically a system for governing the site. And this is, it's not just for Wikipedia. The plan is, I, I'm a huge believer in cryptocurrency. Like I was an early investor in Bitcoin. I think it's gonna change the world. Mm. I think eventually all of the internet is gonna have crypto governance. Every single website, like Facebook, Instagram, they're gonna give you tokens. And then if you are a popular user, you get more tokens, the tokens are worth money, and then the tokens also give you more control over the site, over the, the ecosystem. Mm. And then 
now you touched a little bit about investing in venture capitalists. So um, for the entrepreneurs that are looking to get funding from VCs, a lot of startups, they just think just because um, we're a startup, I think we're a unicorn. We got a unicorn. Um, we, we value that three point this million or seven point this million, or we need to be funded by this New York venture capitalist funding group and this and that. We need angel investors. So what exactly is your advice and strategy to getting funding from VCs? And then after that, I know you're an angel investor as well. What exactly do you look for when you're investing into a company? That's a great question. It's a question that even a lot of smart, talented people building good stuff don't know the answer to. I actually wrote an article about uh, how this stuff works for Hacker News. Um, so first of all, I think pitch decks are bullshit. Like if someone sends me a pitch deck, I tell them to make the Everpedia. Like I throw it away. I don't need. Wow. <laughs> and people, like if if you're good and you're charismatic, you can go and send pitch decks and get some idiot to invest in you. Mm -hmm. But you won't succeed. That's basically the recipe for failure. That's how the the dumb people in tech mm -hmm. do the work. the The correct way to do it is the way Rap Genius did it. Rap Genius, before we even started looking for money. Uh, we so so we first we started an art project, then we started getting some traffic because people were Google searching the word lyrics. Like we got we won the lyric search for Tyler Creator's Yonkers. That was like our first hit. At one point, Yonkers was like one third of the traffic on the site. Mm. So we were like, wow, you know, we've got we got something hot on our hands. So we met with Elizabeth Spears. She was uh, one of the founders of Gawker. Mm. Like Elizabeth, hook us up. What investors do you know? And she. She was like, uh, first get a million users a month to use your site. So that was like the magic number for us is we wanted to get a million users a month. And we got there pretty quick. That's when we applied to Y Combinator and then we got rejected and we applied again. When we applied again, we had about 2 million users a month, which meant we were already one of the biggest websites in the U.S. We were like one of the top 5,000 websites in the U.S. Wow. That's when we started raising money. And that's way that's that's kind of the position you want to be in. That's why we were able to get Nas and Ashton Kutcher to invest. That's why we didn't give away all of our equity and we're still able to own a big piece of the company. Like one thing to think about, if you if all you have is a pitch deck and you're out there trying to raise money, even if someone gives you money, they're gonna to try to rip you off. Like if you have an actual good idea, the person who gives you money has all the leverage, so they're gonna rip you off. If you actually have a product that people are using, you can get a bidding war going. You can get like like one thing you think about, if you only have one person offering you money, you never want to take it because they don't have a good enough incentive to give you a good deal. You want to have competitors so you can uh, get some kind of bidding bidding war. In, in negotiation, one of the most important words is BATNA. It stands for best alternative to negotiated to negotiated negotiated agreement. So you want to have a BATNA. If you don't have a BATNA out there and you're raising money, that means you don't have enough leverage. You're getting ripped off. Wow. So for Genius, we were already a powerhouse. We were strong. That's when we raised our angel round. It was around one and a half million dollars. 
that was a little bit too much. For Angel Round, you want to raise by around one million. But, you know, we, we had, I remember we raised a million and we're like, okay, we're done. And then like Pharrell, Pharrell said he wants to invest. We're like, well, we can't say no to Pharrell. Mm-hmm. Pharrell invest. So we had one and a half million Angel Round. And then while we were in Y Combinator, uh, uh, Ben Horowitz was one of the speakers. Ben Horowitz is a huge, huge fan of rap. So after his talk, I asked him what his favorite rap lyric of all time was. And he told me it's when uh, Rick Ross says, who the fuck you fucking with? I'm the fucking boss. <laughs> so we got in a conversation. I, actually, I asked him if I could interview him for the Rap Genius blog. So it was kind of like this, and we had a long talk about hip hop and its origins. And then Ilan hit him up. He's like, "Yo, we want you to invest." And he's the he was our first big investor. Like you know, we got we got Nas, Pharrell, Ashton Kutcher, uh, Alexis Ohanian, some tech big guys. But then Ben Horowitz gave us fifteen million dollars. He sat on our board, and that's how he became friends with all the rappers. Like. He became friends with Nas through us. Now they're like best friends. He became tight with Kanye. Kanye invited us to his engagement party. Wow. But he never invested. Kanye never invested. And the funny thing is Kanye has never used Rap Genius for the way you're supposed to use it. He's never like gone verified or anything. Mm -hmm. But when we went to his engagement, he actually did a redesign of our homepage for us. Hmm. And uh, that's kind of what we use. Like we basically, if, if you go to Genius.com's homepage, the inspiration for the design came from Kanye West. It's pretty funny. Okay. Crazy. No, one, no one knows that, but I can, I can send you the email when Kanye sent us. Sent Please us do. Please do. That's crazy. Wow. Maybe he'll do it now. I've always been salty at Kanye for not using our app. It's like, come on, man. Go on Genius and break down Jesus is King. Yeah, exactly. Jesus is king, right? He's out there like doing so many interviews when he could just do it with genius and you guys could just amplify it. Or he could break down the Bible. If he wants to stay away from lyrics, we have the whole Bible on there. So he can just like there tell us parts of the Bible. There we go. Amen. So um another thing, um genius, like you said, has four point three or four point Five million followers and your personal page has 950 you've been on like Instagram for a little over a year now but it and you've been on Twitter but then a lot of people nowadays even myself getting into the business industry I was saying like everybody's just saying personal brand personal brand personal brand but then people forget that there's also a company brand and for me I think you focused on building a company brand and then let the company brand build your personal brand. So would you rather focus on doing that or would you want to focus on building your personal brand to build the company brand? It's a, it's a tough question for sure. That was one in the rap genius era, Tom, a lot of times would get mad at me and be like, you know, you're pumping yourself instead of pumping rap jeans. Mm. But I don't know. I think um, the, the, both the benefit and the drawback to working with me is that I'm known for being kind of an outlandish guy online who 
gives no fucks. Uh, I rub a lot of people the wrong way. Mm. Um, but there's a certain group of people who I inspire. And the people who I inspire aren't necessarily casual fans. I think I'm good at inspiring psycho fans. Mm. And one thing that's very, very important for internet entrepreneurs to know, a psycho fan is worth thousands of casual fans. Because they can actually help you build something. Like, the, the most important guy uh, I work with, I got to give him a shout out, is uh, Ewok. Ewok, his, his name's William Goodwin. He was the top editor of all time on Genius. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Right when we started Everpedia, I was like, yo, genius, you're volunteering. Everpedia, come work for us full time. And he was thinking about it, but he didn't do it. I think that, that made him go ask Genius for a job. And Genius was so worried about losing Ewok, they gave him a full-time job. Mm. And, and about a year ago, Genius got too corporate for him. So he finally took up my invite and he joined Everpedia. Mm. And this man is a beast. This man, he's the top editor of Genius. Now he's the top editor of Everpedia. Uh, his words, his writing has been written, has been read by literally hundreds of millions of people. That's crazy. That's and, crazy. I mean, you know, he's amazing. He's a hero, but he, he works with me. Like, you know, you walk, it's, it's not an accident. The, the two places that he's been, he's been working are the, the two places that I've been working. Yep, and that's and you know Ewok, Ewok is like my he's my he's my dog you know he's like the the soldier on the front lines with me but mm. he's not the only he's not the only genius genius uh, com, you know rap genius coming back for the second yes. round in Everpedia like mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of Everpedians are former genius people so I think that's what I'm good at is I kind of like bring this this energy people see that uh i'm i'm passionate Mm. about uh what i'm doing so it inspires them to to be passionate as well so do you think that you're uh, you're passionate you're you're how can i say just your personality do you think your personality is what created the culture in your business uh, at, at the at the get go, so I think there's there's two different stages to companies. There's early stage, and then there's when things get corporate. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm good at is early stage. Early stage, you don't have to worry as much about um, uh, behavior. Mm. You just need to go from zero to a hundred. So. I can at least get it going from zero to hundred. I can get people who are the psycho fans who want to come and be a part of the community and build it. Uh, I make jokes a lot of people. A lot of times, like you know, I put stuff on social media and people are like, "What the hell is this guy saying?" Mm. But then later on, like you know, once you become a household name and you want to go after advertisers and brands, then. Uh, being passionate like that becomes a bit more of a liability. Then, then you need to substitute passion for professionalism. Mm-hmm. So that's why what I like to do is I'm kind of like the leprechaun of tech. I just jump around from place to place, 
build one thing, then leave, build another thing, then leave. And mm. it's a good deal for me. This is one thing I mentioned in my article is in, in all of tech, you get four-year vesting. Mm. That means the stock that you're going to get for a company, you get over the course of four years. If you make it four years, afterwards you don't get anything more. So like if you look at Facebook, Facebook had uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Eduardo. Eduardo didn't do shit, but he was there for the first four years. So he got all the equity he was gonna get. He, he got as much equity as Zuck, even though Zuck built the whole thing, he's the leader. Uh, and and uh, if you look at their net worth, like Eduardo I think is actually the youngest billionaire alive because he's younger than Zuck. Wow. And he didn't, you know, he didn't really earn it, but that's the way that the startups work. You get more of a reward for being there uh, at the beginning, for making it go zero to 100. So that's smart investing, pretty much. It's a good deal. It's uh, one, one, one deal, uh, one rule of economics is if you, get, if you take more risk, you get more reward. So if you want to start something from, from nothing, you're gambling, but True. you can get a big payoff. But if you just take like a more boring corporate job, you can get a steady income. Like when you when you first start a company, obviously you're you're paying yourself nothing. But if you're an early employee for a company, you're lucky if you're getting. I, I think the when we first started getting employees for for Everpedia, we were paying like a thousand dollars a month. But then you know the early employees got a lot of that. But then if you work for a startup, like, you know, if you work for Google, Google probably pays its average employees like $10,000 a month, $15,000 a month. Mm -hmm. They don't get that much equity. That makes sense. So looking at the, the, the entrepreneurship industry is like changing every, every cannabis, um, tech, um, the medical industry, all these industries are changing. What is one common mistake since you're an investor, you've been in, you've been in an industry for a while. What is a common mistake you see in entrepreneurs are making? Uh, well, for both entrepreneurs and investors, both both sides make the mistake of like we were talking about before the pitch deck culture. Mm -hmm. I have I have no respect for pitch decks. You need a product, and like one thing you have to be very 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 careful of is non technical CEOs. Mm -hmm. um, I only respect CEOs like Mark Zuckerberg. I respect CEOs who built the product themselves. That's true of the CEO of Genius, and it's true of the CEO of Everpedia. Mm. Uh, but in a lot of companies, you got the CEO who went to Harvard Business School, and like you know, Harvard Business School looks good on paper, yep. and CEO is going to be a really, really good talker, have a really good pitch deck. But that doesn't cut it for me. Like even. You know, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't code at Facebook anymore, but because he knows how to code, he hires everyone who codes. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to code, how are you going to hire people to code? And it happens. Like a lot of these, a lot of non-technical. Look at WeWork. The WeWork guy is is basically a hustler. He doesn't know how to code. He doesn't know anything. But he was able to sucker sucker. The, the stupidest investors literally out of billions of dollars. 
and now it's worth zero. Yep. Like the bank, like the CEO of SoftBank, like just wired him five billion dollars, like and just invested five billion dollars for nothing. And they claim that they're a tech company, but the sales idea, the sales aspect, just changed the whole game for them. But. Yeah, well, for them, it's for them, it's like a double whammy because they're not even a tech company; they're a real estate company. But the point is that the CEO not being a Mark Zuckerberg type. There's basically two kinds of CEOs: there's Mark Zuckerberg type and Elon Musk type. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone loves Elon Musk, but for me, he's like the example of tech faker. Mm-hmm. He's been successful and all, but like with PayPal, he didn't build PayPal; he was the hype man. The guy who actually built it was Max Levchin. Mm-hmm. If we were in the Mark Zuckerberg era, Max Levchin should be the CEO. Mark Zuckerberg is the one who changed this. Like Mark Zuckerberg was the first guy who was like, no, I'm not just going to be the nerd in the background. I want to be my CEO. Because the, the investors were telling him, the investors were like, yo, you should do what the Google's got, Google guys did. You should just go bring a grown-up and let the grown-up be your CEO. And he was like, no, I built this. I'm going to be the CEO. Mm-hmm. And that, that revolutionized everything. I think that was a big watershed moment for tech. Wow. I want to go back to um, just the professionalism and the social aspect of social networking. Um, The term we used in the last take was social media gorilla. So I I like that. And I'm going to have to take that from you. I like that so much. So... Social media now is a really big thing. And for entrepreneurs like myself, sometimes like I might go through something or a day in business didn't work right or a day in business didn't go right. And I would want to express it, but then because of the name of professionalism, I wouldn't want to put it out there. And there's so many entrepreneurs that would do the same thing. So what's your take on that? Should everybody be a social media gorilla? And if those that don't know what it is, please explain what's a social media gorilla and what's your take on that? Well, I, I think that's the secret to my success is that uh, I, I've, had, I've had two brain tumors. I had brain surgery twice. I basically just don't give a fuck. I don't take life seriously. I don't care about money. Mm. Uh, I, I basically use the internet to get attention and cause trouble. Mm. Um, and and I, I hate Donald Trump. Like, I, I hate him with a passion. I'm like, mm. I, can't, I pray every night for him to lose this election. But a lot of Trump fans like me, and they say that I remind them of Donald Trump. That was kind of the secret to his success, too, that he doesn't give a shit. Mm. Um, the problem is he, he uses it to, to promote hate and things that I think are are, are negative, but it, it shows that the appetite is out there. People just want, people want, uh, you name it, politicians, entrepreneurs, celebrities to just keep it real. Even brands, like I remember uh, uh, Denny's started sending edgy tweets mm-hmm. and, uh, and Wendy's, like they did something where they're like, uh, who can eat the most nugs? Even with the crispy chicken too. With the crispy chicken campaign and Popeyes. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and they would hire comedians to do their social media. And it was a risk. But people really, really liked it. And I, I remember when they started doing that, I was like, yo, you're stealing my thunder. Like, I invented this. Like, but uh, before I started to cause trouble, I used to just be the rap genius Twitter. I, I, I would use the rap genius Twitter like it's my own Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I would just write the weirdest, like, off-the-wall jokes. And people loved it because they're like, who the hell is doing this? Like, right, you know, <laughs> they, have, they got a maniac on the rap genius Twitter. And hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, you know, me, me being crazy has gotten me into a lot of trouble. There's a lot of things that I regret. If you, if you go to my Wikipedia page, my, my Wikipedia page is basically a hit piece. It, like, has everything bad that I've ever done. Yikes. But uh, I also think that's kind of where my success comes from. Like, I, I have a lot of uh, casual people who they think that I'm a smart ass and they can't stand me. But I think I'm inspiring to some of these psycho fans. Like the, the, a, the psycho fan that's worth a thousand casual. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've been able to build these communities. And I even had a lot of the genius community follow me over to Everpedia. Like, you know, Ewok, Ewok came with me from Genius to Everpedia, and he's the guy who's running the show for both apps. That's nice, man. That's really nice. And then, as we're, as we're closing this, which I wish there's a part two, but you're going to be co-hosting, so we'll have more conversations pretty much almost every episode. So... With my company, we're called The Scaling Sauce. And originally, The Scaling Sauce, and it's still the culture today, The Scaling Sauce is focused on helping clients find their secret sauce that would allow them to build an audience or build a profitable and well-known brand and um, generate as much sales as possible. So finding that and seeing that gradual increase of success. So with all the sex success that you have achieved and the personality and your work ethic, what's your secret sauce? Well, right now, I think the key is to focus on Instagram. Like, I, I, I was always a Twitter guy. Um, that's kind of where I would be the most out of control. And I had a big following on there, but then I got into trouble with it. And that's what made me start using Instagram. Mm. About uh, I, I, it's been about a year since I started my Instagram account. And what I've realized is that's the only thing anyone's paying attention to. Instagram is the internet right now. If you look at Twitter's traffic, Twitter's traffic has been getting decimated just over the past three months. In the past three months, they went from the 15th highest website to the 45th. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and the tricky part about Instagram is uh, putting the links, like I was talking about. But if you, if you go, there's something called linkinprofile.com. Mm-hmm. I, I learned about it because Vlad TV uses it on their Instagram. It basically lets you, it, it, it creates a page with links for all of your Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I'm pushing on now. Genius, obviously, is crushing the Instagram name. I'm trying to get Everpedia to also post. On Everpedia right now, we post like our top page of the day on Instagram, but I'm just trying to get us to, do, to go all out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big big supporter of Mark Zuckerberg. It's funny because I'm I'm like famous because in an interview uh, a long time ago, like I talked shit about Mark Zuckerberg. I only oh, talked wow. shit about him because like I wanted to be his friend. I was trying to get attention to be his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of what inspired me to get into tech, like the movie The Social Network. That was the movie that made me dedicate my life full time to rap genius. Wow. The crazy thing is that now he's so passionate about crypto. Mm-hmm. And that's been my tech passion since 2013. The, the, the reason why crypto appealed to me so much was I always felt weird that at Genius, uh, people are working as volunteers. It seemed like the, you know we have this huge community that's writing. They should own the stuff that they're writing. Mm-hmm. And Zuck feels the same way. Like the fact that Zuck is so passionate, he's taking so many risks to create a Facebook cryptocurrency. It makes me think that he's going to try to do, he's going to try to ever pediify Facebook, like make everyone get tokens for writing stuff, let people govern the site based on who has the tokens. Mm-hmm. So shouts out to Zuck. Shouts out to Ewok. Shouts out to Zuck. These are, in, in my opinion, these are my favorite two guys on the internet. Imagine you guys make your own cryptocurrency and it takes over the world. Just the three of you. Who knows? You could partner with Zuck in the future. Exactly. Well, I, I also like the name of our token, IQ. Because like, mm-hmm. it shows that knowledge equals power equals money. Exactly. Yes. Yes, sir. Man, I'm looking forward to the next things you're going to be doing in the next couple of years. Man, you've already done a lot. But... I'm looking forward to Everpedia since that's your main focus right now. So everybody that is listening to the podcast, check out the website and feel free to connect. If anyone want to connect with you, um, how can they connect with you? Instagram. I'm, Twitter. I'm the easiest man to hit up in the whole world. But yeah, right now my uh, weapon of choice is Instagram. So I'm, I'm Mahbudpedia. Mm-hmm. Please message me. I, I I'd love to talk to people, get you involved. I've got a, I've actually got a, a Ephraim is a senior at Yale University. He's supposed to come visit me today. He he started all these college memes pages. Uh huh. So I want him to build Facebook for college. Mm. That's my fantasy for my next my next company i want to build take take facebook back to its roots Mm, we got to talk more about that (laughs) i'm glad to have you in the podcast and i'm glad you're interested in co-hosting like guys you don't know this podcast most likely will take off like i really want to see your aspects and understand and see how you want us to both take this and keep it moving forward but season two is going to be very interesting. So thank you for being in my podcast, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And it'll be cool to uh, hang out in uh, wherever, NYC, Chicago, LA. Mm-hmm. We got to make plans. We got to make plans. We'll stay in contact. Yeet. Yes, sir.